Hey dreamers, it's a new year. And if you're ready to take the next step in your interpretation journey, I wanna invite you to the Breathing Underwater membership. This is a monthly subscription mentorship where we have live Zoom calls where we do interpretations of one another's dreams, we ask questions, and we seek God in community. We also have a private Facebook group with weekly teachings as well as a one-on-one coaching or dream mapping call with me every month. Because we all need a little help interpreting our dreams and I believe God designed it to happen in community. And it's just plain fun. So sign up today. We would love to see you there. We were designed to hunger for the deep things of God, to thrive on faith and wonder, to seek out divine wisdom that defies human logic. We were designed to unlock the mysteries of God. This is Breathing Underwater. Welcome back to Breathing Underwater. My name is Margot, and I am the host of the show. I'm happy to have you here again in this 2024 season. I am dead set on dreams, 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 dreams. Obviously, we were all about dreams in 2023 as well, but I am challenging myself on a new level to interpret more dreams for more people than I ever could have imagined. It's actually one of my 2024 goals is to really find more depths and more width in this area. And there's really no better way than just to practice. I I know I have a measure here of revelation, but I have so much more that I can learn. I'm hungry for that. So if you're with me, why don't we pray together and journey together that God would reveal more. So I am committed to upping my game in reading scripture and really studying the word. I feel like that is one of the best ways that we can enrich our interpretation skills. Obviously, continuing to grow in connection and intimacy with the Holy Spirit. And I just want to interpret, interpret, interpret. So if you are someone who has a dream or a couple dreams that you're dying to have interpreted, but you don't want to book a session and you don't feel like actually coming on the podcast, I have a new option. You will see my email in the show notes and you can send me an email with the dream or dreams that you're wanting to have interpreted. And I'm going to start doing whole shows that are interpreting people's dreams via email. I'll interpret them myself. I'll probably have some guest guest interpreters come on and interpret as well. We will not use your real name. We don't have to use any of that information. It will just be so that you are having interpretation of your dreams for free and It'll be a beautiful thing to share with our audience who are all learning to interpret their own dreams, just like you. So if that is you, my email is in the show notes. Today, we have another live interpretation that I'm looking forward to. This was such a beautiful session. I got to sit with my dear friend, Kristen Chadwick, who you will meet very soon, an absolute star of a woman and friend. She is a podcaster and a podcast coach. And she has two podcasts, one that she's put on hold just recently, but she's been in this world for over seven years and is a wealth of wisdom. She actually does podcast coaching. So if you are someone that's thinking about starting a podcast or has an idea for one, I highly, highly recommend connecting with her just to chat with her over your idea and the timing. She is a wealth 
of information and discernment in this area. I am going to put her information in the show notes and links to her podcasts. One of them is on podcasting and the other one is uh, her leading encounters through scripture. It is lovely. So without further ado, I'm going to introduce you to my friend, Kristen Chadwick. Well, hello, everybody. I hate to even say you're in for a treat because it's like <laughs> so much more than that. But I have <laughs> my dear friend, Kristen Chadwick with me today, who is also a podcaster and a coach and a mom and a, I would say a, a mystic and a deep minded mm. sister. She and I just met probably, I guess a year ago, right before I started my podcast. And she has been an absolute game changer, lifesaver, wealth of wisdom, and become such a dear friend. We are connected in the spirit. It's so interesting how God is always speaking really similar things to us. So this has been something I've been anticipating for many moons. And the fact that she's here today to share a dream is beyond delightful for me. And I'm so excited for you guys to meet her. So Kristen, thank you. Thank you so much for giving of your precious time to be here. Um, tell all of us, if you're okay with that, just a little about you, where you live, and we'll take it from there. Yeah. So I live in Colorado, uh, where it's usually beautiful. <laughs> it's been frigid and windy, uh, which is my least favorite weather, but usually it's sunny and that's why I live here. So yes. And then I have been married for a long time. Um, oh gosh, I think we're 19 years at this point. We have four kids, uh, a 17 year old, 15 year old, almost 15 and twins that are 13. Um, we are in the thick of, I just love this stage of parenting. It's been a very fun season to just enjoy my kids and their personalities. And, um, so I do that. I do a lot of soccer momming and I do a lot of, uh, coaching and helping other podcasters get their podcast launched and grown and, um, love encouraging women. And I have to say it has, it has been a life goal to be called a mystic. And so I just, (laughs) Thank you for that. You I'll take it. that. You made it. <laughs> oh, that was easy. It just rolled off my team. And as I was saying it, I'm like, I hope she is okay with me using this word. <laughs> oh, it seriously has been a life goal. So uh, arrived. <laughs> I have arrived. Uh, yes, I'm excited to be here. You're such a joy. And like you said, we're so uh connected in the spirit. And it's always fun to hear your wisdom and mm. a gift to be here. So Mm, thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Can you give just a little bit of your dream history? Have you always been a dreamer? Have you always known your dream- dreams meant something? Yeah, I can remember dreaming as a little girl. Uh, it was not used for good mm. when I was little, um, which was really quite scary. Um, but I remember one in particular where I was in like this half awake, half asleep stupor. And, um, we, it was my mom and I in a room and this was like my half dream, half awake. And I was probably nine or 10. And I remember seeing the word Deo and Hmm. like a swirl around it. And I was like, what is uh, the next morning? I said to my mom, what does D E O mean? And she was like, 
well, that means God. <laughs> I was like, oh, well, that's cool. <laughs> like, Whoa. it just totally went over my head that I've always remembered that specific dream slash whatever it was in the middle of the night. Vision, yeah. Yeah. And it was so, um, it was almost like a little anchor of hope of like, what, what is there else to explore in the dream world? Because what I had experienced was nothing but scary. Mm. And, uh, so as I got older and older and realized that, um, especially, um, in 2012 was kind of when I started exploring really what the Holy spirit meant. Mm -hmm. And I had one dream that opened the door to, Oh, this dreams are almost prophetic. <laughs> like that was like my thought of, wow. Oh, whoa, they can, th there's so much more. And it was so vivid of walking down a dirt road in Africa. And I reached out to this little boy who had a missing limb wow. and I, I touched his elbow, like where his elbow would be. And his arm literally grew in my dream. <laughs> that was the first, like, real Holy spirit dream that I can remember as an adult that was like, what in the world did that mean? <laughs> but I was shook. I woke up and I was like, I think I have a gift of healing. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. So it was like this whole exploration and trajectory for a long time of what does that mean to walk in the gift of healing? So that was kind of the turning point of, all right, I'm totally open to you speaking. Interesting. I didn't realize you had such a prophetic history with it, which makes sense because a lot of really prophetic dreamers have nightmarish early lives, which mm -hmm. is ridiculous. I just mm -hmm. make me angry. I don't think it has to be that way. Mm -hmm. So often it is. I don't think I realized it went that far back. That's so cool. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and it's, it's neat too, because I feel like it's helped with understanding our own kids. So I have a couple of seers. And so mm -hmm. when they were young, they would have wild dreams and then just taking that authority, um, and yep. being able to know what to do and, uh, which is, it's pretty cool. That's a whole long story. So. It is. We should actually, I think we're going to do a podcast. We're going to circle back and do a podcast specifically on that, because I have a lot of questions from people with kiddos and I'd love mm -hmm. to just hear your wisdom on that. Cause I know you guys have been pressing into it, yeah. but I will move us forward now. Thank you for sharing that because I can't yeah. wait to get to your dream. Which <laughs> I have not heard yet the record. Why don't you go ahead and read it or re recount it however you want to, and then I'll ask you the questions and we'll go from there. Okay. So I wrote this down uh, a few days ago and knew almost immediately. I was like, yep, <laughs> this is it. <laughs> so, <laughs> all right. So bear with me. This was sleepy writing and uh, I just want to make sure I don't leave out anything. Great. So last night's dream was amazing. We had moved into a beautiful home. It was built for Joshua and I, uh, my husband and I, but we were also remodeling some of it. And I was on a zoom call upstairs in the bedroom, kind of like with the laptop on our bed. Um, and our painter came painter came to the door and she was an interior designer slash painter and had picked out all of these colors that I loved, but I didn't personally pick them out, but she knew that I already loved these colors because I have a hard time deciding on design. So she had picked out a variation of peacock colors and I ended up muting myself on my zoom call 
because I really wanted to go down and see all the new colors that were in the rooms of this house. Um, the room upstairs to my right was my daughter Copeland's room where she had started painting. Uh, and the, that was where she started was in my daughter's room. Then I went out onto like the loft area and I could see from the floor to the vaulted ceiling, um, new color on the wall in the living room. And then, uh, let's see the painter, which was one gal, her name was Selena. Mm. Uh, and she had taken a break and had called me and left me a message to check out the colors to see if I loved them. And I really loved the colors. They were beautiful and totally me. Uh, I was also looking for my watch, my Apple watch. Mm -hmm. So I was like walking down the stairs, pinging, pinging my watch on my watch, <laughs> trying to find my watch. <laughs> and <laughs> I kept hearing the like, ding, 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 ding. And so I kept following the, the sound of the ping and went outside and in the garden soil, um, I could hear the, the pinging, the noise. And, um, again, I'm like, as I walked outside, I was looking at all the turquoise and the mustardy blue or mustard yellows, uh, yellows on the wall, walking mm. through the kitchen, walking out onto like this brick patio. And again, hearing that pinging of the watch, um, in the soil. <laughs> and I saw and saw my brother's dog named Banks. Um, he's a golden retriever and he was digging up my watch in the soil. Whoa. Um, Banks had hidden my watch in his secret stash. <laughs> like there were all these like treasures <laughs> in there. And I was like, thanks, drop my, like drop it. And so he dropped my watch and I told him to leave it. And I went and grabbed my watch um, and put it on. And then I realized that there was this whole beautiful garden outside and it had just rained. So it was moist. Um, and there was this beautiful porch and deck right off the master suite bedroom. And I walked slowly in through the porch doors off the master suite, taking in um, the possibility of having early morning quiet times in the chairs on the deck. Mm -hmm. um, and as I walked into the house, into the master suite, it was so ornate, um, big giant wooden walls with high, beautiful ceilings. The walls were almost like a copper brass and they looked that way, um, but it was also like a peacock color theme with brass walls um, going into the bathroom. Brass I remember wall. looking with wonder over this being our house. Like, how could this possibly be our house? <laughs> and admiring the painting job. And I wanted to show Copeland, my daughter, and make sure she loved the part of her room. Mm -hmm. And I was in such a humbled gratitude spirit that this beautiful home was not only ours, but it had our flavor. Um, I woke up, uh, <laughs> I woke up, I think I woke myself up with a sudden thought of worry, thinking about the cost of the utility bill of this big house. <laughs> and that was it. <laughs> Just a little bit of soul right at the end. And there it was. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh gosh, how are we going to pay for that? <laughs> oh man, I don't blame you for that. Oh my gosh. This is a, an incredibly prophetic dream <laughs> uh, and so symbolic and so stunning. 
it was like you would give a detail and then there would just be another stunning detail and then there would be another stunning detail. I felt like almost my breath was taken mm. away. It just about how beautiful it was. I felt like I was in that house with you. What what would you name this dream? Did you title it? Yeah, my peacock house. <laughs> <laughs> That's very appropriate. Yeah. <laughs> and it sounds like it, it was really positive emotions mm-hmm. until that last little worry moment. Yeah. Okay. And when did you have it? The dream? Uh, Just a few days, two days ago. What was the date? January 8th. Oh, new beginnings. Eight mm-hmm. is the new beginnings. Hmm. Isn't that appropriate? That is appropriate. Wow. Okay. I'm just looking something up here. Whoa. Wow. Okay. Holy spirit guide us because there is so much in this. I have a sense <laughs> that we'll get to a measure today and that things will just unfold and keep layers get peeled back through the months and weeks and years for you, even with this dream. Yeah. Um, what first I would love to do is you've been a prophetic dreamer a long time. What is your sense about this dream? Hmm. What do you feel like God has already spoken to your heart or that you feel? Well, I feel like it's been consistent with some other dreams that I've had the last month where he sees the desire of my heart. Mm-hmm. Um, that feels very consistent of, I know, I know what you long for and what you desire. And even the things that may feel like superficial, um, that he sees that too, that it's worthy of being noticed. So that, that was kind of what I took away from it was just, um, the delight in him. Mm, I don't know, seeing and knowing me uh, yes. in such an intimate way. So Yes. And I know this, but the listeners probably don't know that this, that peacocks are very significant to you. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Peacock has been a huge um, metaphor for me since really um, asking the Holy Spirit about who I am wow. and who I am in him. And he has called me his peacock for mm-hmm. a long time. And, uh, stepping into more boldness and color and owning beauty. And, um, there's so much about a peacock that's really fun and prophetic. And, um, the more I learn, the more I'm like, oh man, Jesus, you're so cool. (laughs) So cool. So personal. So personal. And I mean, peacocks are just remarkably colorful. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. Well, wow. Let's talk about the house. You know what houses represent? Isn't it like our soul, our our heart or something like that, right? Yes, I think it can be. Absolutely. I think this one is multifaceted um, because I do think that it's that as well. A house, especially if you're, if you're in a past house in a dream, like maybe your grandparents' house or when you grew up in it's speaking of your life in the past. If you're in a house that you're in right now, it's speaking of your life now. Mm. I feel like this is the Lord's promise of this is what your life is going to look like. 
you don't yet live in this house, but this is a promise for the future that it will look exactly like mm. you look. Mm. That the colors are so you and so fresh and you and your husband love it and cherish it together. It has all the elements that you want in it. Mm-hmm. It feels very prophetic in nature of just giving image of what's to come and even like peace for your heart to know like, oh, this is, this is coming. This is where we're going. This is why we're doing this. And even just feeling an invitation to prophetically dream into that now, which I think you probably already do. Um, but you had this on the eighth of this new year and the first of January this year, the first day of 2024 was one, one, wait, yeah, one, one, two, four, right? And that Mm -hmm. adds up to eight. And God had been speaking to me about new beginnings and fresh starts this year already. It felt really personal to me. I didn't know if it was a corporate word, but then when the first day of this year added up to eight, which is new beginnings, and it's not just new beginnings, it's like an abundance, a new beginning with abundance. So the fact that we stepped into 2024 and then on the eighth, you had this, I I feel God is prophesying a really fresh new beginning Mm. for you and your family and your family life, but really your life. And it includes your business and ministry. I mean, your laptop was there and it was on your bed and just speaking to this um, ministry of intimacy. Mm that is so who you are. And and I know you're going even more deeply into like your ministry is from your, your intimacy with the Lord, but also whatever is going to come out of partnership with your husband and what God is bringing through that. Cause I think you guys have some dreams around that. I don't know the details. Mm -hmm. I would love to hear what you thought about the designer. Did that name Selena mean anything to you? Or that was the painter. So was the painter and the designer different? Mm-mm. They were. She was the same woman, and I do know her. Like, oh. um, like so random though. <laughs> and I actually looked up Selena that morning mm-hmm. because she spells it like Soul, I G N A Solina, and oh. I couldn't find anything on <gasps> Selena. Um, but her name, and maybe you could bleep this out, but her name is Selena Stone. Um, which I thought the stone part was interesting. Yes. What does that mean to you? Uh, like the rock, like Jesus being the designer, <laughs> so um, or Ooh. Holy Spirit, um, coming in. Yeah, yeah. Well, I looked up Selena because I mean, amongst other names, that was the one that really stood out to me. And we can get mm-hmm. to some of the other ones too. But in my my name book, Selena means full of wisdom. Oh. Cool. And it made me immediately think of Proverbs. Proverbs talks about how wisdom builds her house. Oh, yeah. And it's all about treasures in every room. Ooh. Mm, yeah. And I just, even with, the rock piece or the stone piece, like your house is built on the rock Mm. and what you are doing now and, and what you're sewing into for the future is you are building your, your metaphorical life, Mm -hmm. your real life, but your metaphorical house Mm -hmm. 
through wisdom and connection to the Holy Spirit and is absolutely founded on the foundation of the rock. Hmm. It just felt like an affirmation. I think that you are walking with wisdom and wisdom is building your house. And this is a legacy thing. This is a longevity thing. It's for Mm -hmm. what's to come, but also is for your generations, right? What you are working so hard at in your marriage and your family, in your personal life, your intimacy with the Lord and your businesses and all of that. The scripture that goes with the name Selena, I think is interesting, is Matthew 10, 20. It says, for it won't be you doing the talking. It will be the spirit of your father speaking <laughs> through you. Mm, that's so awesome. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, oh man. <laughs> you can't make this up. You cannot. <laughs> I'm going to leave that there. Uh, Especially because uh, just who you are in your <laughs> ministries. I mean, we'll just let that drop. <laughs> But what I also stood out to me was the painter slash designer came and she was putting paint on the walls and paint and paintings, at least in many of my dreams have represented um, the prophetic or prophecy Mm -hmm. or like a prophetic ministry. Cause you're actually, you're like painting the picture of Mm -hmm. the future. You're, You're using colors to create. And so that's part of where I got this idea of, I feel there's there's a promise in this and an invitation to Mm. be prophetically building this house and what you want it to look like. And because it, part of it was in remodel, there's, you're living in it, but you're also continuing to create it. Mm. Yeah. Being created while you're living in portions of it. Yeah. What, anything you want to say there? No, but that makes sense. Totally. Mm -hmm. Okay. So your daughter's room and it's starting in your daughter's room. Does that feel like significant? Yes. I'm Mm -hmm. not sure what it is though. Yeah, Um, me neither. It stood out to me. Do you know what her name means? So her name means borrowed land from the king. Um, (laughs) uh Uh-huh. Yes. Um, we used to think for a long time it didn't really mean anything, but then the more I researched Copeland, um, that was what I found out was it was actually land given to somebody who wasn't really supposed to be owning kingdom land, oh. but the king gave it as as a um, almost like a sign of uh, honor, and <laughs> even though they weren't royalty to receive this land, wow. I have to find that somewhere. But yeah, that is beautiful. Mm-hmm. It's beautiful. Okay. And that's, they started the painting in her room. Okay. Yeah. Just leave that there for a second. That's something. The watch. Oh my gosh. The Apple watch. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so just to clarify, you were wearing an Apple watch, but you also knew your Apple watch was missing. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so you were pinging your other Apple watch from your current Apple watch. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> love it. Love it. Yeah. Sounds like my life where I'm like, where, am I? where are they? I can't find them anywhere. And they're on my head so, right, all the time. <laughs> and then it ended up being underground in the soil mm-hmm. in the garden. Yep. Such prophetic imagery. Mm-hmm. Do you have any heart revelation of that right now? I don't. I know it's, I know it's a big piece of the message 
um, and especially that it was Banks, yep. the dog. <laughs> um, but I haven't quite been able to pull it all together yet. Yep. Okay. Well, we're going to try and do that now. Um, does Banks mean something specific to you? If he were to represent something, like when you think of Banks, if there was, if he was a symbol for something, and we don't have to fish too hard, just if something comes to you, Holy Spirit, help. I think it would be that like fun, playful family dog, <laughs> like some yeah. like fun and family playful because it was funny that he had yes. hit, hit my watch. <laughs> like I wasn't mad at him. I was like, thanks. <laughs> Drop and he it. Hit it. Like with his other treasures. Yes. I thought that was hilarious. <laughs> like he had a little, he had it all stored up with his yep. thing. <laughs> <laughs> And when you said that, I thought of the name banks and like a play on word of like a bank where you actually do hold treasures. Mm -hmm. Something is actually stored up and actually hidden. And when I think of an Apple watch, I mean, when we think of watches, they're speaking of time, right? Mm -hmm. But sometimes they can also be like watch and pray. Mm. And in this moment, it felt a little bit like a, a combination, but I was, I was sensing more of the time piece where there is a, you have a watch on you in the moment <laughs> in the, in the natural, there's a now time, but there's also a future time. There's another one that God is, God is actually going to be in this season. I think bringing you in a more revelation of like, um, knowing the times and the seasons mm. and a gift for you, like accelerating the gift or maybe bringing the gift, but to really discern and know timing mm. specifically of promises, but it was a timing thing. So even just the prophetic nature of this dream, the fact that it was actually buried it was in the soil, which of course makes me think of what's under the soil seeds, mm -hmm. right? It's still growing. Mm -hmm. It's something that's still in the ground because you don't actually see it necessarily with your eyes yet, but you have a read on it now and there's a timing on it and you have a way to actually communicate with it. Like it's giving you vision. It's a really smart watch. Like it's <laughs> it can help locate itself. And so God is showing you something that hasn't yet broken through the surface, mm. but is there. And I just feel like it's treasured up and it's being held and kept for you as well, kept safe. And that there's a time when it's going to be brought to the surface. Um, it just makes me think of, yeah, just how God treasures up and holds things for us, like inheritance wise, like there are mm. things that they have a timing on them that sometimes we're like, you said I would have this. Why is it not happening now? But like a father does, especially like in biblical, um, in the biblical concept of inheritance, like there's a timing when the child is supposed to get the inheritance and the time up to that is a maturing and a preparing and, mm -hmm. and getting ready for the inheritance. And the father can give it early, but he doesn't because he recognizes the weight of them mm -hmm. receiving that inheritance and what character wise is going to be required of them to carry that and carry that into the next generation. And so he stores it up. It's not a withholding. He stores it up and he, and he grows it himself. And just like an investment that's being held over here, you, you don't even necessarily know, but it's gaining interest and it's being held and kept by the father, but you still have a connection to it now. And there is an invitation to prophesy into it and prophetically see into it and speak into it because it is coming. Mm -hmm. 
that's what I initially thought of with banks was that it was in the vault. Like it's in the bank. It is, yeah. it is yours. <laughs> God is bringing it. But then the playful thing too, just because it was so fun <laughs> <laughs> that when it's time for that to be revealed, it's just going to be so lighthearted and joyful. Mm. And yeah, yeah, mm. that's all I have yeah. for that. Yes. Amen. <laughs> yes. And amen. The, also the angle of the heart. I, I did think of that too. I think houses can at times reflect our heart, like our inner, our heart, yeah. our heart house. Mm -hmm. So let's just take it that angle for a second and we don't have to take it too far, but I'd love to see if we were interpreting it as your heart as well, would that change anything for you or how would that interpretation be? Hmm. I don't know if it would be much different mm -hmm. other than, yeah, it's kind of like that layer of, I do feel like he sees the desires of my heart of owning a home, like in real life that, um, and maybe it is this exact home that we're in, but we are looking forward to the day to making it our own. Like yes. it's still it's original owner <laughs> design and well-loved and mm -hmm. so long for that to reflect who we are mm -hmm. uh, and how much we love beauty and design and to have the means to be able to do that. Mm -hmm. um, so like on, on that level, I, I hope that that's on the heart level. That's what it is. Um, and I see also the desire to literally transform your physical house. Mm -hmm. Yes, I do think so. I definitely. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Mm -hmm. So yeah, but then there's so much overlap. It's hard not to see the overlap of the supernatural or like the spiritual aspect yep. overlaying it as well. Yeah. So. I think it's so often both, right? Like mm -hmm. we live in the natural and in the spirit and one speaks of the other so often and the truth in the spirit becomes truth in the natural. And mm -hmm. even, even going through, I know friends who, you know, going through a remodel in certain parts of their house right now, and it is absolutely correlating with heart re renovation yeah. <laughs> in their heart and their life too, right? God is just so, he's in all of the realms at once that I think it absolutely is true for the physical. That was actually one of the first things I was going to say is I'm like, do you think it's literal? Because I think it could be literal as well as this life that you're mm -hmm. building your dream life essentially. And then I was going to ask about the heart. Like, do you feel like there's been uh heart restoration? Yeah. Just internal restoration. That's already happened. That has been established around identity mm. around who you are and really want to be thinking of the house as a metaphor. Like there's so much that's already been built and the colors are, so lovely it's so right and it's exactly like who you are it's such a fit for you mm -hmm. and there's also current renovations happening too which yeah. is kind of always oh yeah i i resonate with that a lot if with that lens of knowing how much heart work has already gone into mm. walking out um and believing 
my identity as Peacock. <laughs> um, and also know that there are places that still need renovating, I think is very accurate. Um, mm -hmm. Would you say there's any, and this might be a little vulnerable, but would you say there's any part of your heart that's still working on identity as a daughter and like actually being grafted in like we all are really identifying with land being yours and really being able to receive from the father yes um I mean, if I was like super honest with myself, I think there are a lot of promises that haven't come to fruition that have been a decade long of believing for something and it not coming to fruition. So then having that doubt of, did I really hear that? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, oh, yeah. that's, that's like, if I'm really, really honest and I tip myself into that zone of how do I really 100% still believe like I did, you know, a year after I got a word or five years or 13 years, or you know, so yeah. I do, I do. And how, I don't know if it's this way for you, but how it can take a toll even on like, wait, <laughs> you do love me as much as those people that are getting that thing right there. Right? <laughs> yeah. like, you haven't forgotten me, right? I'm still a part of your plan with this, right? Mm -hmm. I don't, maybe it doesn't happen on a really conscious level, but sometimes it can actually be um, exposing of some identity, places where identity needs to be solidified as, as daughters and sons. And the reason I say this is because when I'm thinking about Copeland and Copeland's room and you just sharing the fact that Copeland means like basically given land. I was thinking about, gosh, I think my whole identity, like really stepping into my identity as Peacock mm -hmm. started because of my daughter. Mm. And mm. um, there was always this tension of, she was so confident. She is, she was born confident. Like, I don't know, <laughs> that is her gifting in life. And it's like not- Amazing. Um, I mean, definitely we've had to work on pride and when to be humble and, but it's always been, um, I, I will say it, it was a point of tension when she was younger and God had to do work on me first to understand that I was worthy to be heard. Like she demanded mm. to be heard too. Um, and she would have favor everywhere she would go. I mean, like there are so many pictures of her when she was little where she would be inside the cockpit of whatever airline we would be on. And that was like <laughs> closer to nine 11 time where it was like off limits, you know, and she'd be in the pilot seat, <laughs> like having a conversation with, <laughs> but I'd be like, Oh gosh, this is my daughter. <laughs> but she taught, daughter. yes, but she taught me so much of just ask for what you want. And, yeah. or like people are not scary. Like she would make comments to random people in the grocery store. Like, I mean, she'd be 10 years old and she'd be like, I really love your earrings. Oh my gosh. They bring out the 
the beauty in your eyes. And I'd be like, oh gosh. <laughs> and because I'm quiet <laughs> and that was not me. And so it, it is interesting when you were talking about Copeland's room being the first room, it really was the first time that I had to come to grips of, oh, that's actually really healthy <laughs> and what I'm called to do as well. And so Copeland's boldness is something God is just reminding you. This is, this is a part of who you are too. And it's okay to, to be that way. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 It's such a, um, it's such an underlying theme in my life of like your voice matters. Like that's what I tell my podcasters all the time is be seen, be heard, be known. Yeah. And to even last night at one of my sons, I had, um, said something about cleaning up and then <laughs> I was like, Oh, now I'm frustrated. And because they weren't listening and he like came around and he like hugged me and he was like, mom, I just want you to know, I see you. I heard you. And I know that your voice matters too. And I was like, okay, <laughs> little Holy spirit. <laughs> Thank you. In your heart home, that is established in you. God has mm. painted that color there. You have been in that, that process, even though we made all new reminders <laughs> and now he's painting the public space mm -hmm. and giving that a fresh coat Yeah, and looking new and having its own kind of new beginning. Mm. So I wonder if there's even something with that boldness of speech and that coming more out into the public that God is doing a new thing with. Mm. Is there anything you wanted to add or ask anything about it that, I mean, as much as we can right now, that's still bugging, like, can we talk about that thing? I mean, the only other thing that I was thinking of, which is really funny, um, the words that the Lord gave me back in the fall, as, as I had told you was master and cultivate mm. and which reminded me of the soil, like digging up the soil. Yep. Master and cultivate. And then I, I walked through the master suite and how interesting that there were two different master bedrooms. Like there was a master bedroom that I was working in, but there was one that was being remodeled. The one that I walked through the side porch, um, and had that like thought of like, Oh, I can't wait to have quiet times out here. Hmm. And, um, and walking through the master bedroom and, and thinking again, like, wow, it's so us in here. Mm. And so there's something there about the master bedroom. Absolutely. Master suite. I mean, it was clearly a master suite. That's what it was. And the master and cultivate being my words, the last, I don't know, however long, four months. Oh, so. there's definitely something there. I don't think I remembered the master and cultivate. That is so significant. And that was the room that had the porch on it. Mm -hmm. And then the garden was off of that room. Yeah. It was like a brick patio porch mm. um, with like, I mean, it was already well established um, like a pergola above to wow. like French doors into the master suite. Mm. Mm. And that one you didn't work in the one upstairs you did work in. Right. And the bottom one where you didn't work was where you were having your quiet time. So it was more personal. And the one above was still personal, but there was work involved there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm. Mm. 
mm, that's tasty. <laughs> mm. I don't, I don't have any more depth there, but I bet you do and will. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You and will. And the freshness of the soil. I remember you smelled the soil, didn't you? It oh yeah. So, Cause it had rained. It was wet. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yeah. yeah. It was dark, dark soil, like mineral rich soil. Yeah. It just makes me think of Isaiah 55 where God talks about like the rain and the snow come down to water the earth. Mm -hmm. Just like the word of the Lord comes down and does not return without doing oh. exactly what it's meant to accomplish. Hmm. But it waters the earth and it brings seed for the sower and, and bread for the eater. And just thinking even about your promises and what's still growing. Mm -hmm. That it will not return void because he has sent his word hmm. out. And it is having its work even now in the soil. Hmm. Like you can smell that it's being watered. Mm. Oh, that's good. That's good. Tut, tut. It's like rain. Thank you for being yourself. <laughs> Transparent, vulnerable, and bringing this stunning dream on and entrusting me with it, but also the public. And honestly, I feel like, I don't even want to say tap the surface. I feel like we brushed the surface. And maybe we're, <laughs> yeah, we got a little bit of that. But then honed in on a couple of things that feel like, oh, there's more, there's really some richness here on these two pieces for now, that maybe in six months, you'll go back to this dream and be like, whoa, the richness is now in this place of the dream, which is what I love about dreams. They're timeless. And yeah. just like the word of God, it's alive, right? And so it's totally. moving and it's active and shifting. And so I would love to just keep in touch of, of what's happening through this dream in your life. Yeah. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you for sharing. Thank you, thank you.